Welcome to Cloudy with a Chance of Trust, a podcast for digital transformation leaders where we discuss the latest cyber attack issues, enterprise security strategies, and current security events so that you can successfully accelerate network and security transformation. And now here's what's on our mind this week. Welcome back everybody to Cloudy with a Chance of Trust with Lisa Lorenzen and myself. So glad you guys came back and joined us again. Listen, we have a great guest speaker today, Sanjeet Ganguly. He's our VP of Transformation Strategy here at Zscaler. And Sanjeet, welcome. We're so happy to have you. Can you go ahead and give us a little background and overview on your role and, and what you've done before you came to Zscaler? Sure. Well, first of all, Lisa and Pam, great to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me. Um, yeah, so I've been at Zscaler for about 18, 19 months now as part of the Transformation Strategy team. And I work with a lot of our customers, helping them on their journeys with specifically our digital experience monitoring solution or Zscaler digital experience, which we're talking about today. But interesting, actually, before I came to Zscaler, I was a uh, Gartner analyst for a number of years, basically writing MQs, putting dots on matrices, working with thousands of, of end users, helping them with their monitoring and uh, digital experience journeys as well. That's great. Thank you for that background. You know, um, being that you were with Gartner previously, I am sure you have had years of people, customers, users talking to you about performance, being able to monitor it, understanding troubleshooting, understanding what's the right tools out there, because let's face it, there's a bunch of tools out there. Can you give us a little thoughts on some of the challenges you may have heard through the years that users have come to you with? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, one of the benefits of being a Gartner analyst is you, you talk to so many people of all sorts of different sizes of companies and different roles. You know, and if I were to distill probably the most common thing question I would get as an expert in, in the world of performance monitoring and troubleshooting, it was really about we've invested in tools. Why am I still getting blamed? Why can I still not solve the pertinent issues that come to my desk? And often the reason was they didn't have the right, either the right tools. They were looking in the wrong place and they hadn't really modernized their tool stack for kind of the current environment of cloud and work from anywhere. You know, it brings up a kind of an interesting story, 100% true story. You know, when I was, when my kids were younger, you know, I would go on these uh, Cub Scout camping trips with them. And as it, as it happens, you know, the, the boys would run around and one particular camping trip, one of the kids, luckily not my son, but one of the kids got hurt. He's running around, fell and looked like he dislocated his shoulder. And so everyone was, you know, we're in the middle of the woods, middle of nowhere. The call goes out, hey, is there a doctor here? Can someone look at this? So sure enough, someone, you know, Molly, wonderful lady comes up. She's like, I'm a doctor. She comes up to him, looks at him, says, okay, yeah, I made a diagnosis. It's 100% not breast cancer. She's an oncologist. She's oh. like, Look, I haven't diagnosed a shoulder injury in, in decades. So I, I can't help you, but it's definitely not breast cancer. But it's an interesting allegory because that's exactly what the problem with monitoring is, right? When you're looking in the wrong place with the wrong tools, you're just not going to get answers. And that was really the ultimate thing people would just be, you know, when you're getting blamed for poor call quality, if you're getting blamed, it's a horrible situation to be in. It was just that they just did not have the right tool sets in place to answer the questions, why is something not performing well? You know, Sanjeet, I think that's really a great analogy, right? When I look at my previous life, we had a lot of various tools. It seemed like, and it seems like when I talk to a lot of various peers and all that on a daily basis in this role now, it seems like, to your point, the problem is the same. Either they have too many tools and they only use pointed pieces of them. 
they don't use the entire tool and then they run out of funding because they can't buy anything else because they have all these tools on their books, but that doesn't give them the right visibility they're looking for. But I think some of that's because it's changed. Mm -hmm. What they used to look for yesterday isn't really, or is it the same that they should be looking at today? Does that make sense? It absolutely does. And, and the other thing with the kind of the siloed tool approach, which you'd also find a lot of departments or individuals as siloed as we are in IT between your desktop teams and your network teams and your security teams, tools are often used as a, as a way to prove your own innocence and not actually get down to the root cause of any particular problem. And so the lack of a cohesive tool set actually made the problem worse in many cases. But to your point, right? So what has really changed? So Back in the day, you know, we're all old enough to remember when we used to own our own networks, all of our applications lived in a data center, we owned our own infrastructure. If you had a copy of SolarWinds, and you know, love SolarWinds, Orion's a great product, been around for decades, did SNMP polling, you had a pretty good understanding of if one of your servers was running hot and potentially causing problems for an application, right? It, it was fine. And as you had a branch office, you can, you know, you own the branch office, you could probably have a NetFlow collector somewhere in there getting NetFlow stats, and you had a good understanding of what your WAN connection looked like. But fast forward to today, number one, you don't own that infrastructure. That's sitting in a, someone else's cloud, right? You're not putting probes into Office 365. You're not putting a NetFlow collector into everyone's home because we're all working from God knows where, mostly home. And once we start to travel the airport, you're not putting anything there. And Far be it, you don't even own the network anymore. It's going over some internet connection. So using traditional techniques like polling, like NetFlow collection, like packet capture, which I used to write a lot about at Gartner in the world of network performance monitoring. Think about all those boxes, all those appliances from the NetScouts and the Torvilles and the, the riverbeds you know, where I used to work. What data do they see anymore? How much of your data actually goes through a data center today where you can actually put a box? And so what's happened is all of these changes, the work from home, cloudification of applications has created all these blind spots, all of these visibility gaps. And so when you have these poor IT workers calling and saying they can't solve problems, it's because they just don't have the tools to see in those right places. And that was happening even before the pandemic with the move for users going mobile and the movement of applications to the cloud. But I'm sure with the incredible increase in telework, that had one negative impact on this problem. And now as we start to come back to carpeted offices, the landscape is shifting again. So how have you seen these challenges evolve, particularly over the last 18 months? Yeah, it's a great question, Lisa. And it's, it's funny because you know I joined Zscaler the week of the worldwide lockdown. So it was such a stark taking inquiry in mid-March to all of a sudden being on the front lines of this new product. And it was pretty insane. I mean, the challenges became so clear in that if you were in charge of making sure an application performed, you went from, let's say, 50 branch offices to literally 50,000 branch offices. Each employee had their own specific setup, everything from their own ISP. God knows what type of local, what kind of home wireless equipment setup they had. You had everything from ancient equipment, gateways and hadn't been updated in years, repeaters that are installed incorrectly. And yeah, it was just a nightmare. Kids doing e-learning in the same bandwidth, the neighborhood <laughs> cable modem plants probably getting crushed if you've got a lot of houses with kids. 100%. The cable provider. So one thing that we noticed, because so ZDX, which we'll talk about in a second, you know, came out right around that time. It was the timing couldn't have been better. But the first thing we saw was ISPs were slammed. 
you name your cable provider, there the latencies to get to that first top of the cable provider, you were 100% going to see issues there. And that's gotten a lot better. I would say nowadays with more of the hybrid worker, you don't see as many of those issues. Wi-Fi, 100%, huge problems with Wi-Fi. We see these every day with ZDX, poor single strength. And of course, the kids on the Xbox, the interference, we see users connected to their iPhone instead of their broadband connection, connected to their neighbor's Wi-Fi by accident. All sorts of issues that unfortunately, if you're in network operations, if you're the help desk, you're forced to troubleshoot. And even if you don't really have much control over it, Unfortunately, that home network is now an extension of your corporate network, whether you like it or not. And if your employee is going to be productive, good luck. You know, we've had situations where, you know, it's been CEOs of Fortune 100 companies sitting at home, trying to do a Teams town hall with all of their employees. Voice performance is terrible. And who's on the hook? It's the help desk and the IT team diagnosing down to, hey, can you reboot your router? Can you call Verizon? These are very difficult problems that have been introduced into the world of our customers. Sanjeet, you brought up a great point. You know, it's all about being able to see what an end user is experiencing because they're not in, most of them still aren't on the corporate network. They're off premise. And having that struggle to see what's occurring. It's interesting. You kind of talked about those user to internet destinations. In my past life, early in my career, we had designated tools groups that would help piece a story together. One of the things that they would always struggle with, and as time went on, you cut costs and that tools group starts to break down because tools then resided within various areas. Mm -hmm. And everybody would try to pull that story together. The story we always struggled with, though, was private applications. Sure. How you actually get the visibility into, and this is not taking away from the difficulty of seeing SaaS applications because most of that path is completely encrypted. But we also struggled with those private applications. How do you see that changing in addition to what you know, you've kind of touched on already relative to the internet destinations? Yeah, so it's a great, great question, Pam. And yeah, the, the most dreaded call you get in IT is, hey, my VPN slow, because just like you said, visibility into private apps is really hard. The communication is tunneled, it's encrypted. You don't get a lot of information when you have a private application. Now, what's interesting, and actually the, the reason I'm so excited to talk to you both today, is that there's an exciting new revolutionary thing that's been happening within Zscaler around this particular problem. For everyone familiar with Zscaler Private Access, you know, it's a wonderful solution that's seen tremendous growth you know, over the last 18 months, replacing VPNs and providing a zero trust way to access your applications, your private applications for remote access. What ZPA does from a security perspective is amazing. It takes your applications completely off the network. They're completely invisible on the network. You can't ping them. You can't trace route to them. But because of the way that ZPA is constructed, your users have user-to-app control. You can segment. It's a beautiful solution. Now, where does the visibility piece come in? What we've done with Zscaler Digital Experience is actually provided full visibility for private applications. And what that means is... Let's say, for example, you have an application protected by ZPA. The application's disappeared off the network. You can't attack it. There's no attack surface at all. But with Zscaler Digital Experience, leveraging the technology that we have embedded into our client connector, which is a little piece of software that connects and creates the tunnels to access the application, and the technology we've embedded into our cloud and to the different components, we can now provide hop by hop visibility into any access private application. So that means hop from wherever your user is to their local gateway. So if there are Wi-Fi issues, you can see those. 
Wi-Fi gateway to their ISP if there's issues on that hop, over the internet backbone if there's issues with a backbone provider, if there's latency packet loss, issues through our own cloud, hops all the way to the final destination. ZDX is collecting this every few minutes for every employee that has a client connector. And because of the way that we've constructed the solution, it's incredibly scalable in the sense that you can turn this on for your entire employee base and get information not only tracking the end-to-end network path, but also tracking web performance. And very recently, we've added call quality monitoring well for Microsoft Teams. So Sinji, that sounds phenomenal, being able to actually have all that telemetry data to actually understand what's experienced. I'm going to ask you the question that some out there hopefully are thinking about, because right away I'm thinking to myself, oh goodness, do I need a dedicated tools group again to use this tool? Because you're looking at the internet destinations, you're looking at, as I understand it, also you grab all this data off of the actual device itself, and then now private applications. Where does this tool typically sit in? Do I need another dedicated tools group? Not necessarily. Now, every, every organization is different, but the way we've built ZDX is to be incredibly intuitive in that folks from the help desk team can leverage a lot of the baselining that we're doing to, to immediately see office level issues, regional issues, global issues. And as you move more toward maybe level two operators can leverage ZDX's really intuitive troubleshooting capabilities to quickly identify hey, there's a wireless issue going on. There's an ISP issue going on. There's a desktop issue. Why is CPU at 100%? Why is my DNS resolution taking so long? And then, you know, of course, you know, in, in, in cases where things need to be escalated to a, a specialist organization, a certain number of tickets obviously will. Yeah, ZDX is as part of a larger group of data that you might leverage to, to solve those issues. So most of our customers will deploy ZDX between their help desk team, network operations team, and desktop teams well, we'll all leverage the UI. And in fact, we've had testimonials where customers are solving a vast number of their tickets just through ZDX. You know, we have numbers 75 to 95 of tickets can be solved just by ruling out or finding Wi-Fi issues, ISP issues, network issues, endpoint issues, but previously were, were very difficult to find and more so for private applications as well. So seeing that very critical that internal applications that are mission critical being able to quickly isolate a particular problem is, has been very, very useful for our customer base. That sounds pretty amazing. So if listeners are interested in finding out how this could help them or in leveraging this in their environment, what would they need to do? The interesting thing is that if you're a Zscaler customer and existing Zscaler customer and listening right now, and if you already deployed Client Connector, which is a little agent formula called ZApp, as long as you have one of the modern versions, anything post 2.2 or above, which almost all of our customers have at this point, there's literally nothing new you have to deploy. All the code, everything I've been talking about is already baked into the existing, that existing version of Client Connector. Now, there may be some version, you know, to get the latest features you might have to upgrade, but for the most part, Zscaler digital experience is baked into the existing agent you likely have already deployed to your end user machines. In fact, just, just a couple of weeks ago, one of our customers turned this on for 85,000 employees. They flipped the switch and immediately the map lit up with, with user experience coming from 85,000 of their employees around the world. So the good news is if you're a customer now, if you have the client connector, there's no new agent. There's really nothing more you need to do other than talk to your sales team, get a license and turn it on and start looking at the data. Very cool. And I assume that this is similar to ZPA where you can do selective entitlement. You don't have to turn it on for everybody all at once. You can choose different user groups, different use cases. Yes? 100%. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. So Zinjit, you know, there's a lot of tools out there 
people listening will be like, ah, you know, we have a couple of the tools out there that are named brands. I'm not going to name them. They know what those tools are. Why is ZDX revolutionary compared to potentially those tools? Yeah, that's a great question. The beauty of the ZDX solution, number one, is that it's monitoring from the perspective of your employee. It, the real estate that we have to understand from the end user's perspective, wherever their machine is, what is their experience getting to your critical app? What is the network path? What is their desktop endpoint look like? It's super unique. And it's not what most tools are doing today. Most tools, like I said, are polling or they're looking at flows and they maybe have agents on the application infrastructure, but getting the visibility from the endpoint device is very revolutionary. Number two, as Zscaler customers, our cloud, or either our ZIA or ZPA cloud, often sits in path between your users and the applications. That gives us a very unique vantage point from which to collect telemetry information. To think about having a set of eyes and ears in the internet from which to collect information. So when we do all this analysis, it's actually not done purely from the perspective of the end users, from, done from the perspective of the internet too. And we're stitching together all these different views and that's how we can give the end-to-end -end visibility for private applications. That's why we have such granular information for things like Teams and other SaaS applications. And truthfully, you know, and our competitors are, are wonderful vendors and nothing to say negative, but for other companies, when, when they try to do an understanding of end-to-end -end analysis in a Zscaler environment, the proxy environment doesn't really let them see end-to-end. -end. We are truly the only vendor that can give you end-to-end -end visibility in a forward proxy environment leveraging Zscaler. Cool. I have seen a little bit of this. I've seen the cloud path where it actually traces from the endpoint to the resources and every hop along the way. That's the thing that I'm most excited about what it brings today. What are you most excited about for what's coming with this? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a great question. You know, the, the cloud path, obviously the, the hop details are amazing. I think honestly, it's, it's really just the analytics piece. So, you know, ZDX does a lot of analytics today, but there's such a treasure trove of information that ZDX is collecting. You know, we've reached a point where you know, we're collecting billions and billions of metrics a day from all the customers that have deployed the product. And so there's tremendous intelligence that we can garner. We're working on now to leverage all that data, to understand trends, to understand, hey, this ISP works really well in this part of the country, but not this part of the country. There's a tremendous amount of analytics work that we're working on that's going to really bring to light a lot of really interesting data that our customers will, will find incredibly valuable to streamline their operations. Very cool. Well, before we wrap up, is there anything particular you want us to take away from this? Anything you want to leave us with? Just uh, to all my IT brethren, there's help coming. I feel for you. I've truthfully always kind of been a network person just from my background. And it just seems like network teams get blamed first for every problem that's out there. And so the good news is there's, there's tools on the way. Digital experience monitoring is here to stay, and it's really solving the meantime to innocence problem in a, in a really wonderful ways. I love that term, meantime to innocence. Thank you so much for joining us today, and thank you everyone who's listening for joining us as well. It's always exciting to start to shape the future and to solve these problems that have been around for decades now. I hope everybody continues to join us, and we'll see you on a future episode. Cheers. For listening to Cloudy with a Chance of Trust, check back with your podcast provider regularly for more episodes. You can find Lisa Lorenzen and Pam Kubiatowski on the CXO Revolutionaries website at revolutionaries.zscaler.com or on LinkedIn. Statements by Zscaler podcasters and guests are informational only and should never be construed as legal advice. 
You should consult with your legal advisor on matters related to you or your business. Zscaler makes no warranties, express, implied, or statutory as to the content of this podcast, and it is provided as is. Content on this podcast may contain forward-looking statements that are current as of the date of recording and subject to change. These statements are subject to the safe harbor provisions created by the Private Securities Litigation Reform Act of 1995. Full legal disclaimers are available at revolutionaries.zscaler.com. Copyright 2021.